I, unlike some of you, especially ladies, because one of my jobs here is to go out and start the fires in the fire pits, I love fires. And I say unlike you ladies, because a lot of times I'll go start a fire, and then I find out lady, later that you ladies never went out to it. And you know why, ladies? Because you don't want to <laughs> smell like smoke. I love campfire smoke. I love the smell of a fire. Love it. I don't get that. I'm like, smell like smoke. Are you kidding me? When people come in from D groups by the fire, I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm just following your D groups. I'm like, yes, more of that. I know they've tried to come out with campfire smoke candles and they have failed, but someday science will get there and I will praise Jesus that there is a, okay, it's not quite the same because it's artificial, but like, give me the real thing. Give me a fire. Uh, if we can go to the next slide, I want to show you a picture of a whole ton of fires in the last two years that I have gathered around. Some of these are with friends. Some of these are with my family. Top left is Christmas. Um, I love, 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 love having a fire in my fireplace with my family, especially in the winter. There's just nothing quite like it. All together around the little fireplace we've got. It provides extra heat for our house and offsets the cost, and there's so many good things. I also love outdoor fires. A couple of these are just from this last summer where I got to be with some dear friends and brothers in Christ around a fire. Senior guys, we got to gather around a fire and have an amazing, meaningful time together a couple weeks ago. There's something about it. I don't know what it is, just looking at the flames the smoke, the environment. For me, ever since I was a kid, through college, young adulthood, fires have been incredibly beautiful places. It's where conversations happen. A ton of life is given to me. Looking at Dr. Carlson there, and he and I have been around a lot of fires over the years, way back. And a number of others, we've been around and gathered around a ton of fires for meaningful, deep conversations. However, you can't just magically have a fire emerge. Uh, when I moved into my current house, we were very fortunate to move into a space with some woods. <clears throat> now, I had no idea when I moved into this property how many trees fall. And I realized, I was pretty excited. I was like, awesome, I'm going to have fires all the time. And I have. I've had a lot of fires in my house. But I realized you need something to start a fire. You need firewood. In order to have firewood, you got to have this baby. <laughs> and if you don't know, these things are powerful. They're scary. They can do a lot of good, and they can do a lot of damage. I've gotten more and more outfitted with safety equipment. Man, I love the sound the purr or the smell. Now you're gonna smell that for the next half hour in the front couple rows. Here's the thing though. I didn't have a chainsaw when I moved to my house. I had to buy one. And I had to learn how to operate it. I wasn't real good at it. You guys, this thing came with a ginormous manual. This is like size two print, and it's like every time you cut a log, do the following 75-point check. 
I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm, what am I, this is daunting. Like, this is incredible, what? I don't know what I'm doing. I just like cutting wood. I just like the, so let me do the thing. But there are rules uh, for doing this. I want to ask you, if we can go to the next slide. Um, what's your response when you hear about a list of rules? Like, when you hear a rule, what's your initial rule? Just tell somebody next to you. Are you a rule follower? Or like a, a resistor, a breaker? Or are you someone who's like, ah, just give me the reason? Or I don't know. What's your response? I can smell it when I come back over. Oh, just, yeah, it's beautiful. Just goodness. Huh, ladies? Just the smell of goodness. Hey, no matter where you're at, some of you in here, I, will, I would imagine, are like, anytime a rule is given to you, you instantly have like a response, a reaction like, yeah, you know what you just did? You made me want to break that. If I tell you, hey, you need to be quiet, you're like, oh, yeah? Hey, buddy, yammer, 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 okay? Some of you are like, if I give you a rule, you're like, oh my gosh, was I, was I not doing it? Was I not following it? I need to follow it. Well, how do I do that? What are the rules? Can you write it down for me? I need to, t- <laughs> okay? And then most of you are probably somewhere in between. It kind of depends on the rule, right? Maybe it depends on like the context or who's giving the rule, right? Um, but there's no question, you guys, there are certain rules, right, that we just know, hey, you just don't do that. Like, you know, when you're driving, you should stop at a stop sign. It's crazy. And when you don't go, oh, forget that, man. Some of you know there are rules about, like, hey, if somebody, if you borrow money from somebody, you pay it back, am I right? Or how about, like, don't pick up someone's phone and mess with it. Right? Send messages. Like, there's just rules. Like, you just don't do that. That's not cool. How about just, you know, there's certain rules. You're like, well, yeah, like, you're fine with some rules. Like, don't randomly punch people in the face. You shouldn't do that. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then we're like, hey, you know, you should watch what you say to each other. And you're like, yeah, that one doesn't make sense. If we can go to the next slide, some of you are familiar with uh, the show The Mandalorian. My family and I have watched this. We don't watch a ton of shows, but this one was recommended by friends. And so we watched it, and you know there's this phrase that's on the screen from the show The Mandalorian, and it is, uh, this is the way. Okay, the Mandalorians are a group that live by a certain code of conduct. They have rules they live by. And the way that they sort of emphasize that that's the rule is they just say, this is the way. And part of you is like, that's awesome. Like, that's majestic. Like, can't take their helmet off. That's weird. But, like, then there's a bunch of other ones that they have. I'll, I'll be honest. As I watch the show, this is the kind of guy I am, all right? I'm not, like, a total rule rebeller of, is that a word? Like, I'm not the guy that, like, rebels against all rules. Um, I'm cool with rules, but I'm the kind of guy that kind of wants a reason. And there's a couple scenes in this show where they were like, this is the way. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, why? Why? Like, I would be like, well, what's the reason? And the other person just responds, this is the way. And I'm like, no, don't be that guy. Like, what's the point of that one? Explain it. That's how I've been, okay, uh, in my life. But, uh, but not to the point, some of you are like that, like, you give me a reason. Then we give you the reason, you're like, yeah, that's dumb. 
Well, give me a different reason. And we give you five reasons and you're like, those are all dumb. Because you just want to do what you want to do. You don't care. The interesting thing is that God obviously has given us a ton of rules. And some of you come into this space at Southwest. Some of you walk in the doors the first day. Some of you walk in with a lot of ideas about what the Bible fundamentally is, what Christianity is. And I'll be honest, I think for a lot of you, it's just a moral guidebook. Uh, This is the way. Be quiet and do it. Why? Because you should. Because I said so. Because it's right. I want to share with you a different perspective, though, you guys. Comes from C.S. Lewis. Yes, C.S. Lewis. Never gets old. He says this. If we can go to the next slide, there is um, a story. Yeah, that's the right one. There's a story about a schoolboy who was asked what he thought God was like. And the schoolboy said, as far as he could make out, God is the sort of person who's always snooping around to see if anyone is enjoying himself and trying to stop it. Hey, you having fun? Quit that. I'm God. You know what it is to worship me, right? And to be a Christian? So stop it. Morality raises in a good, he says, I'm afraid that's true for a lot of people. It raises the idea in a good many people's minds. It's something that interferes and something that stops you from having a good time. A rule is just something that gets in the way of you doing what you want to do and having fun. And that's what God's up there doing. Like, hey, 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 you ladies over there, I see you're about to have fun. You better stop it because you're Christian. Hey, hey, hey. There's morals. You gotta do the right thing. And oh, are you enjoying doing the right thing? Will you stop it? Because I'm God. Anybody else having fun here? You know whose presence you're in, right? That's the perception of right, am I right? Like it just gets it gets in the way. In reality, Lewis has a different idea. Moral rules are directions for running the human machine. Every moral rule is there to prevent a breakdown. It's there to prevent a breakdown. One of the rules of operating a chainsaw, don't worry, I won't start it again. Front rows, okay? You still have the remnants. One of the rules, if I'm operating a chainsaw, is that you have to have a sharp blade. If you don't have a sharp blade, and I know this from experience, and I start cutting into a log, okay? Proper posture, okay? Both feet grounded, okay? All kinds of rules. Should have ear protection, eye protection. I don't have a chain on this, people. It's okay, take a chill pill, okay? I took it off for safety because we're in a school. If I take this to the log and the chain is dull, this motor has to work exceptionally hard Now, can I cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ways of telling, by the way, that you're cutting the right and the wrong way. And by the way, I know this, because this is my second chainsaw. My first chainsaw broke. I remember where it was. Huge, giant, white oak tree. Huge. Fell in my neighborhood, and I was like, (laughs) I got this. Take care of it, neighbors. Love your neighbor. Jesus, everyone. Chainsaw. Got it out. 
I started cutting the thing. It didn't, my blade didn't go all the way through. This is bigger because I upgraded because of this reason. And uh, it didn't go all the way through. This, and I was just cutting. And I, was, and I realized, I know because of like, the size of the chips and how things look, my blade's dull. And I was like, whatever, man, it's cutting. I'm having a grand time. And I cut through this thing. I got on the other side, finished the cut. And I went over and started another cut. And I was like, and I was like, man, this thing's dull. It was all muscle. I was like sore. But I was like, yeah, it's a workout. And then all of a sudden, Smoke, done, dead, sold up for parts, got 50 bucks out of the thing. I was super sad, super, super bummed. Because there's rules for operating a chainsaw. And if you don't operate the chainsaw according to the rules, there's the right fuel to put in it. There's a million rules for this thing. If I don't operate the rules, it breaks. It breaks. And I don't say, hey, Goldie, if you ask me, why are these rules in your handbook? Why are they there? I don't say, because they're the right thing to do. I say, because I don't want my chainsaw to break. What if there are actually rules about how you live your life what you feel, what you think. What if Southwest Christian High School, no matter what you think or feel, I was loving chainsawing that ginormous tree. I was having a grand old time. Doesn't matter. I thought I was doing it great. I thought I was successful. Thought I was happy. Thought I was even being loving. broke if we could go to the next slide Proverbs 14 chapter 12 says this there's a way that seems right to people but in the end it leads to the ways of death it seems right to you it feels right to you the friends that you're around the decisions that you make the values that you have they seem right to you and you think, I'm okay, I'm having a good time, but I'm telling you, Southwest Christian High School, the reason we have rules and the reason God has rules is because we don't want you to break. And you will break. You will break. You're made in a specific way. And if you don't align with that design, you and I will break in every conceivable fashion and our relationships will break and our inner world and life will break. Your self-confidence and success, everything in you will break. Here's the thing, that may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen your freshman year or your sophomore year or your junior year or your senior year, you might not even break in high school. You might be going through life, wee, as you're sexually active, as you cheat on tests, as you lie to each other, as you gossip and slander each other, wee. In all likelihood, you'll break before high school's over, but maybe not, because I care about you and I love you and God loves you. The reason the rules exist is because he doesn't want you to break. 
you prioritize sports over everything else, being liked, being with the right crowd, maybe academics, you'll break. You will break. You know this to be true. Because even if you don't see in your own life, if we don't see in our own lives how we're breaking because of our choices and our values, if we don't see it, you certainly see it in other people. Am I right? You definitely see it probably in family members and your friends. Here's the thing. This morning, some of you are on the path to death in the ways of death. You are breaking slowly but surely because of the choices you're making. Please, 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 please come to Jesus. Confess. Please, 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 so you don't break. Would you communicate that with God this morning? Some of you this morning, you've made some mistakes and you've already broken. And you felt the brokenness in you and you feel it this morning as you come in here. You are broken and I want you to know God is not up there not just saying, hey, are you having a good time? Stop it. He's also up there saying, hey, If you broke the rules and you're broken, I can fix it. You know, I sold that first chainsaw for parts to a guy who knows how to fix stuff. That chainsaw's out there somewhere running to this day. God can fix and repair you. Do you believe that this morning? It's true, students, community. He can heal you. It may take time. He doesn't want you to break, and when you do, he can fix you. And maybe some of you have been the recipients of others' brokenness, and they've hurt you, and you recognize that happens in these halls every single day. We don't operate according to God's design. We break, and then we hurt others because we're broken. I want you to know if you've been damaged and broken and hurt by others in your life, God can repair you. Not just the chainsaw, not just you and your inner world, but what things others have done to you, God can repair that. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe it? It's true. It's fundamentally true. It may take time. It may take work. But it's true. And the final slide I have for you, there's a way that seems right, and in the end it leads to death. But I am telling you, guys and gals, when I have operated in my life according to the rules in the, of the human machine, okay, in the same way that I use the chainsaw to cut wood, and remember, the point is not just to cut wood. I cut wood, and you say, why do you do that, Goldie? So I can cut wood. Why do you do that, Goldie? Because I love a chainsaw. Why do you do that, Goldie? Because I love manuals. I do it because of all the goodness that flows out of it. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, it's not just as simple as saying, like, read my Bible and pray. No, reorient your life and your brokenness and the direction and trajectory of brokenness. Reorient to the healer. Reorient to the one who is life and brings all the good things that come out of the process of operating according to the rules he beautifully gave you. They're beautiful things, and they're there for your health. You're okay with rules about what you eat. You're okay with rules about your body. Are you okay with rules about your soul? Because they exist. And you have a God who loves you dearly and wants you to operate according to him.
Southwest, we need to do this as a community. I need to do this. I'm not good always at it. If this morning, I want to invite you this morning, if you feel like there are rules I'm breaking and I need to repent or there's ways in which I need healing because I've been hurt, I want to invite you forward. This isn't a salvation call. It's a we desperately need to reorient our lives around the rule book, the beautiful display and vision of life God has given us. If this morning you want that for yourself and if you want healing, I would ask that you would come forward. We're going to have people up here who are willing and able to pray for you, staff around you also, but we're going to close in a song. And as we do that, I'd invite you to come forward. God, we need you. God, I thank you that you're not an oppressive God just looking to point your finger angrily at us and find out where we're having fun or find out where we're screwing up who makes a rule book for the sake of a rule book. You're a God who deeply knows us, deeper than we know ourselves, know what we want truly and not just what we think we want. This morning, God, we lay before you the ways in which we have made decisions in our relationships and in our inner world and thoughts that are breaking us and we repent of those. We lay before you the brokenness we've experienced from others and from our own past. And we, we just plead with you. We plead with you, Jesus, heal us in this place. Heal us in the name of Jesus.